1: The other, though, had no such sympathies. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. it. Together, they joined forces to highlight the good, the bad, and the
0: truly bizarre. This is See You Next Week in Space. Right, well, uh, hello everyone, welcome to See You Next Week in Space. I am Sarah Walsh, and I'm here with my co-host and sister, Amy Walsh, and um, we're happy to have you. We're here in episode 101, um,
1: and we're talking about Dalmatians, Woohoo!
0: I know, I thought <laughs> that too. I was like, oh, that could be like a little tie-in to today, but um, the actual opening question i wanted to ask you amy um was and i think we've maybe sort of discussed this before i'm having a memory (laughs) that perhaps we have uh but i'm not totally sure that we have um so you are a dog parent yes and do you think you would actually enjoy it if ginger could talk to you
1: Oh, huh. um. yeah. I mean, my my initial reaction is, yes, of course, a thousand percent, because also I, that could make me a lot of money. Um, <laughs> I've got but... a cute talking dog. <laughs> but I also then I think like real quick and like that's the fantasy, right, is they would talk to you and just say cute things like, woof, woof, I want food or like cuddle me, please. But I have a feeling there are would... like other things
0: that just dogs would be thinking about, like, yeah, I smell ham.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, things well, and like I, that. Yeah, and there's lots of movies where dogs like talk or have an inner monologue of dog thought, and that's very sweet. And we we very much like personify it, like yeah. Um, but I would anthropomorphize that 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 word. Um, th- I worry <laughs> that it could go down a hole of it being sort of like a child. <laughs> And then they're like, I want this, I want that. And then they're like real annoying, even more so than they might be
0: as an animal. So you mean you become aware of their actual, like that they are an entity of sentience with their own thoughts and desires and aspirations. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because I mean, it actually
1: (laughs) makes me sound worse because it makes it makes me feel like that's almost why we like animals is because we have this power over them, which I do think is sort of true, because if they if they could talk, they would be more on our level and it would be more like, well, that's annoying. I don't want any part of that. I want this thing I can control I mean, and, let's you know, face put it. put in the snow when I want to, and it can't yeah. tell me you're a fucking asshole. Why'd you just put me in the snow? You know, like,
0: like let's face it: if cats could talk,
1: no one would own them. Are you kidding me? I mean, we talk about th- something similar, which is if our cats were like the size of big cats, how quickly would they kill us? And Correct. you know, like with one of our cats, we're like. You know, I think he might kill us by accident just like playing the other one, like the minute she was big, I think she would fucking eat us.
0: <laughs> that checks out.
1: So, yes, if they talked, that would be that would be a problem. So, it's it's tough <laughs> cuz the one side of me thinks it would be so cute if they talked, and then the other side is no, I think that would it could cause problems.
0: Yeah, because also you can think about it in the sense of like, it's maybe, it would be a bit like if, um, like, because that's the other thing is like when you see this portrayed in TV and movies and it's dog thoughts, like I smell mm-hmm. ham, there's a mm-hmm. fly running around, I mm-hmm. see a squirrel, like, that is what a human being thinks that a dog is thinking. Yes. Um, I think if we were actually to hear how their brain worked, It might be fucking terrifying. It might because it would just be a jumble of, God knows what.
1: Yeah, and I also, yeah, I also think the way that it's portrayed in movies a lot is that you know, (laughs) it centers the human quite a bit. Like I'm here for this human. I'm here to protect this human. And maybe a lot of dogs do feel that way, Um, but I don't. A think all dogs do, and B i don't think it would i think we would be disappointed (laughs) in their thoughts perhaps like that it wouldn't be quite as cute as what we imagine
0: right well and that's interesting that you say this idea of believing that humans believe that dogs are there um kind of not simply to serve us but that dogs in particular have a unique bond with humanity and that's about um protecting and serving just like a police officer basically what they are um And that is actually the fundamental premise of the animated series that we are going to be talking about today. Um, And by that, I mean dogs protecting and serving humanity. Uh, So Amy, why don't you tell us what we're talking about today?
1: Yeah, we're talking about a show that I'd never heard of. Um, It's on Netflix and it is called Dogs in Space. And I don't know the like when exactly it came out but it came out in late 2021 it looks like yeah it
0: all dropped on the 18th of november oh all
1: of it okay okay um yeah so that is what we watched and we watched specifically it was episode five called settle
0: down i believe yeah yep um so there isn't this is brand new so there really isn't very much like information to say in terms of like there when I was doing research and stuff there isn't much about like the production or any of that mm-hmm. um which is kind of also in line I think with like Netflix Netflix properties in particular yeah um, and also not just Netflix I think a lot of the streaming service stuff keeps that information very close to the chest for quite a while like Um,
1: in what information again did you were you
0: talking about like like the production like who like who and the the production and like development part of like because you know like when like so like last week where I talked about Terminator and I was like it's based on this like there's these short stories and then Mm -hmm. they were doing this thing about casting and then it was this um Netflix and the other streaming services um, that make original content generally don't seem to let that kind of information out. Yeah, um, I think –
1: because I want to say because I think – well, this is just conjecture. I don't know. Netflix don't come for me. I don't know, but I think it's because I think they buy a lot of projects. Do you know what I mean? So it's not. Oh yeah, like
0: they're already preconceived, and someone just comes to them. saying And then Netflix is this. like, I own
1: this now. Yeah. So it becomes like a Netflix property, but it's already it's like somebody else's individual work.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's right. Um, and there's no like I think that's a perfectly fine. Yeah, model, I'm not saying that's a bad thing.
1: I'm just saying I think it that does, does mean that.
0: Yeah, we don't know as much um, about some of the other properties we've discussed. Yeah. Um, So, basically, the only thing that we know going into this is, and this is the IMDB description, in the not-so-distant future, Earth scientists send a fleet of genetically enhanced dogs to explore the galaxy in search of a new planet to call home. So, basically... I mean, and it sounds I, like a great plan. <laughs> I mean, so like I've I watched this whole thing. I thought it was very cute. It's um, you mm-hmm. know, oh, you watched every minute. single episode. Yes, oh, I wow. watched it when it came out in November. Oh wow, um, because uh, because I like sci-fi things. Netflix. I mean, and animated stuff. Netflix was like, <laughs> you probably want to watch this, don't you? Yeah, it did not
1: advertise it to me at all.
0: (laughs) I was like, you know me, Netflix. I do want to watch this. And so, and as, and we've talked about this, I think even on this show, but um, I love to have like a 22 minute item. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, And this is that. So Mm -hmm. I watched the whole run, and then I was like, oh, this would be a good one to talk about on the show, too. Mm -hmm. Um, Because even though it is um, a serial series, Um each episode can also sort of stand alone as well. Yeah, this one which,
1: had a very particular... I mean, it's sort of... It's like lots of um I thought sci-fi in terms of like the arc of the story episode and then right. the resolution. Um Yeah.
0: And that's always the thing for me and I know I've said this before on this show is when I pick an episode it's... I'm like, I really don't want to have to always choose the pilot of something yeah. because... um But some shows it's really hard yeah, to get to something, something in, in the, the middle. middle. Yeah. Um but this one I think works nicely in that capacity. Mm-hmm. Um and so yes, so all of this is to say humans have ruined the earth in this <laughs> show. <laughs> That's um, generally
1: where sci-fi begins.
0: Yeah. There's I think increasingly like I think when we talk about that's also I think stuff that's interesting too is when you look at science fiction from like the 60s, 70s and 80s, it's a lot of like the world ends because of nuclear war because cold war. Like that's the feeling in the mm-hmm. room. But as we've moved away from that, increasingly the story had the, the background or maybe central part of us any given story is that the earth is falling apart because humans are terrible. <laughs> um and so that i mean where's this. the lie <laughs> i know so that's this one um and then i and again i i do think it's interesting this human belief that dogs are kind of innately suited to protect and serve us mm-hmm. um and so Although i will say
1: i did i watched this and immediately looked at my dog and was like i don't think you could do that
0: <laughs> no um uh, but that these jo- dogs, because of that, they've been genetically enhanced to have those characteristics, um, but also they're given basically human intelligence to mm. go out and find this new planet for all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so the cast, uh, this time we only really need to know a handful of the full kind of remit of characters that there are.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but this is a ensemble... A situation that has, as you intimated, quite a number of high profile actors doing the voice work.
1: Yeah, here. I loved the cast. When I read, um, when I looked up the cast, I was
0: super, I was surprised and happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, definitely. And again, this I think too speaks to um, one, kind of the rising profile of the adult. Animation project, um, mm-hmm. especially in the form of a series, but then also like if something is going to get kind of greenlit by Amazon or Hulu or Netflix, then you're going to get quite a lot of talent uh, associated with that project. Mm-hmm. So the captain of so, and also I'll just say so for the sake of understanding things in this world, there's one big ship full of genetically enhanced dogs called the Embark. Uh-huh. Oh, um I didn't And get that. Then, then there are smaller ships that go out on missions looking for planets. And so, the crew that we're going to be talking about today is the crew of one of those smaller ships called the Pluto. Mm-hmm. Also, ha ha dog joke. <laughs> um... And so that's who we're talking about, is the crew of the Pluto. Um, so the, the captain of this crew is Garbage. That's I love his that. his name. Um, and that's voiced by Haley Joel Osment, uh, <laughs> who is 33. Um, Which is
1: rude. It's just rude that he's 33. Like, just
0: straight up rude. We have this happen to us all the time. It's like, you feel like, well, I won't speak for you. I'll say for myself. I feel like I'm aging until people younger than me turn 35. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, and I'm like, what I mean, not fuck? Even, well, yeah, not even specifically
1: 35, but, like, just the fact that Haley Joel Osment, and I know, I've seen pictures of him throughout the years, I know he's been, he's a man, but, like, <laughs> he will forever... To me, and I know it's the worst thing ever. I'm sorry, bro, but he will forever be the kid from The Sixth Sense, and that he will be that kid. Sorry.
0: Well, yes, it's his most notable role to date. Um, it may be his most notable role he ever does. Um, but what I think, um, yeah, he that so he's not good as an adult. He's a good no, actor, but. Is. And I think he did it right because you'll see. Feel. I get it because you'll see in the little like bio I put together for him, um, he starts acting at the age of four. That's um, crazy. And basically, from the jump, starts getting better and better stuff. Mm-hmm. So that by the time he's in sixth sense, I think he's like nine or ten when that's filming. got that it? Yeah. Um. Wow. He's he's the youngest. Um. I don't think he's the youngest boy to be. Or like youngest man or male or whatever. However, um, I don't think he's the youngest person to be nominated for an Academy Award. Um, But I think I saw a phrase that's like he was the first of the millennial generation to be nominated for an Academy Award.
1: Okay. Um, That makes sense. Yeah, I don't think I want to say whatever. We don't have to go into that. But I feel like Tatum O'Neill might have been the youngest. Definitely the youngest No, she was
0: the I Yeah, she was youngest and she won. Yeah. um he I doesn't mean, was win. the first youngest I don't know yeah um but it's also that you could distinguish between like male and female categories yeah too you know yeah um yeah. but anyway um I think part of the reason that he like I kind of admire him because I feel like he maybe did being a child actor turning into an adult actor and I don't mean in adult movies I just mean an adult who acts um <laughs> I think he kind of did it right because basically he has all this really massive success as a kid um, mm-hmm. because remember there was that time like after six Sense he was like in a slew of things like he just was in that what was he in what else was he um, in now I don't remember but it was like a That's bunch right. of like oh I think one was called pay it forward oh yes of course love it and <laughs> are you being serious
1: yeah Oh my I know God. it's. Real, I know it's like people hate that movie, but I. It's like, it's very, um, manipulative, as mom would say. But I like it.
0: All I gotta say, and this is gonna have a special weight in this episode. I appreciate that. Is Wolf. Like I can't even <laughs> get into
1: that. Um. But so he anyway, he's good said, in it, though. He was a little kid actor. Sure, he was good. Fair enough.
0: Um, but that's what I mean. So he's in a slew of these movies after Sixth Sense. He gets he becomes just like, if you're going to have a kid in your movie, it's going to be him. Like, yeah, yeah. For any type, like, is it a drama? Haley Joel Osment. Is it a comedy? Yeah, especially for like Osment. a, like, well, I think especially for like. Is it a like family the, movie? Haley Joel Osment. Like, it's I think just he was
1: definitely the, the, the pull for like dramas for sure. Because he had that like cutesiness yes. and he had that like pull your heartstrings yes. type of thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So anyway, he got he goes through all of that, and then basically like in the mid two thousands, so two thousand five, two thousand six. Um, so by that point, he probably is in his mid to late teens. I want to say by then. Because mm-hmm. um, wait, how old was I in two thousand? uh 25 25 Uh, do the math everybody do the math (laughs) (laughs) I was 25 so he was seven years yeah so he would have been like 18 ish between like you know in 2005 2006 um so he takes a break from acting um goes to NYU um really and you can see this on his IMDB page it really drops off like there's really nothing happening yeah, he t- he took a big break as I recall yeah. like. Yeah. Um and then he started slowly kind of coming back into it, I would say like in his uh like mid 20s kind of. Like so mm-hmm. he had a solid like 5 or 6 year break um where I th- and also what I i I've seen him in some of the stuff he's done now as an adult and it's interesting because you s- still see the kid that he was. Yeah. Um, but I think it was also smart to kind of like be gone for a while because then people understand why you look like an adult now. Like, yeah, e- like that sounds so stupid.
1: But no, I think it's well, like that, that, that transitional period is a, I think most kid, like kid actors would say that's a rough period because, y- you know, you're exploring your adultness and if you do it, in front of cameras you know it's like you get all this scrutiny of like oh you're a whore oh you're you know
0: what I mean like I don't know that right. it's that it's but like, I mean, a tough age to like I don't even mean public. like the yes I don't even mean like the shaming that goes along with you like partying or yeah and I think he did I know now he had a DUI like so that was part of what went into this taking a break thing um I don't even mean that I mean People literally start being like, but you don't look the same. It's like, yeah, no, yeah, I'm yeah. not 11
1: years old anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but if you can come back as fully an adult and not in like right. that transitional period, you can be like, well, clearly I'm an adult. Get over it. You know what right. I mean? And people's yeah. like sense of
0: time is really wonky. So it's like, oh, he was gone for a while and now he's back and now he's a man with a beard, I guess. Okay, fine. Like, um, so I think that has worked well for him and I've seen him in a few different things, um, you know, since, and He's still a good actor and still doing well. So, like, good for him. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I also learned, and this is something that I think I'll mention for like kind of everybody who we're talking about here. Um, He started doing voice work in like 2000, and Mm -hmm. that has kind of carried through ever since. He kind of does a few things. So, that was even sort of happening during this break. Like, so he wasn't, Mm -hmm. he wouldn't be in front of camera, but he would still do voice stuff. Um, I'm
1: telling you, I say sense. it every single time. But I know. it is the way to go. I, I am know. jealous of people who do voice work.
0: I know. Um, the next character is Stella, who is voiced by Sarah Chalk, who is mm-hmm. 45. Um, surprise for me, I didn't know this. Um, she's Canadian. Um, I didn't know that either. But she, most people would know her either... From having been the replacement for the original Becky on Roseanne. Yeah, old people would know that. <laughs> yes, like me. Old people yes, like exactly. me know that. Or if you are a bit younger, you would know her from Scrubs. Yeah. These are her main, like, initial breakthrough yeah. roles. Um, and she, she is another, like, this cast in particular has people who. Regularly are both in front of camera and voice actors. Uh huh. Um, and so she started doing voice work in the early 2010s. Specifically, it looked like to me, her being Beth on *Rick and Morty* was kind of her gateway. Oh, I didn't know she more. was on that. Yeah, she's Beth. That's whose voice? I don't know it is. which
1: character that is.
0: <laughs> is that the wife? That's the mom. Yeah, the mom. The okay. mom and wife. Um, so that's her deal um next like i said there's the the crew is quite a lot more people than this but in this episode most of the crew is just kind of there making chaos and not really (laughs) adding to the story um so the other one we sort of will need to know for sure is a character named nomi um who's voiced by kimiko glenn who's 32 Mm -hmm. um Kamiko Glenn, um, I did not know this uh comes out of the theater and musical world. yeah, I knew um, that um oh, I didn't know that because she mm. went to the Boston Conservatory for a while mm-hmm. um and then toured with Spring Awakening for a couple of years. and she was also um, in the original
1: cast of Waitress on Broadway.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. um yeah, she's I have very good. She's else. a very good singer. I had no awareness of that at all because the mm-hmm. thing I know her from is her breakout role in Orange is the New Black. Yeah. Um, and so the, the theater and musical stuff preceded that, predated yeah. that by quite a while. Yeah. Um, but I guess, again, like, especially if you are, a, like, a musical person, which is to say someone who actually does singing, um, it probably doesn't surprise me that you might also do voice work. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you have a particular facility for modulating your voice. And also, it does mm-hmm. seem like her voice is unique. Like, because uh, yeah, I've but, heard her.
1: Go ahead. Oh, yeah, no. I, but, and it's got, it definitely has the voiceover quality that I feel like they look for, especially in things like this, where, you know, she's got that s- sort of high-pitched aspect right. but it's like be, again because she is a singer it's more smooth it's not super harsh sounding. Right. Um, it's
0: endearing rather than shrill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And I I do think like certainly cuz um she also voiced another character uh that I like in BoJack Horseman uh which I think is where she started doing her voice work in like mm. 2016ish. Mm. Um and yeah, and I I think for her i think her own voice probably ranges high from what i yeah. remember but i think she does kind of put on a little bit more emphasis for many of the characters sure that i've heard her do yeah 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 um and as a result probably unsurprisingly she's got a lot of stuff coming down the pipe of voice work like different animated stuff mm-hmm. going on and um, because she can
1: sing too i mean she could be yeah um they they need a they need a new uh disney musical where they can let her be the princess and sing
0: uh was she in that raya movie did she Mm -hmm. do anything in that i have no idea i only ask because i know she's at least some amount asian Mm -hmm. and raya was like meant to be their asian one recently Uh, yeah Um, i don't know anyway um i'm sure if if her name has certainly come up in a Disney discussion. I would before. think so. <laughs> I, yeah, would I would have to think imagine. So. Yeah. Um, then we have the character Ed, uh, and I'm only mentioning him because he's voiced by Chris Parnell, who's 54. <laughs> he's we've great. I mean, about... his voice is great for voice work. Yeah, and he does a lot of it. Um, yeah. And we, and we've also t- talked about him before, I think, for a different animated thing that we what,
1: did. did so, was he, oh, yeah, of course. He was an archer. He's archer, isn't yes, he? Yes. Yeah. yeah. No,
0: he's not archer, but he's, uh, he's in Cyril. It. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we don't really need to cover him. But I'll just say for the sake of like kind of since I've said for everybody when they started doing voice work, his stuff starts in 2009 with mm. archer. So mm-hmm. that's where that comes from. And then finally, we have the character of Loaf. This, um, now, this
1: is the character who I, I looked up. The voice the actors because I was like, Who's what the hell voices? Whose voice is that? I know that voice and I couldn't yeah. place it. Yeah, he
0: has a very distinctive voice. This is voiced by William Jackson Harper, who is 41. Um, you know William Jackson Harper either from the good place or from Midsummer. Um I
1: totally did not remember him being in Midsummer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's more of a supporting of. I don't yeah. remember that. He's a supporting hmm. character, um, but yeah, he has a very distinctive voice. Um, yeah, and as soon as I heard it, I knew exactly who it you was. You knew I was exactly, like, really? Well, yeah, he's was was also like, that's really cheaty good from
1: the good place. <laughs> I, that's well, yeah, I figured it out once I looked it up, but I was—he's also very good at that um, at like panic voice. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. Um, so he, I was surprised to learn that he's been around quite a bit longer mm-hmm. um I mean I am and I'm not like sometimes with acting it really does seem like people kind of cycle around for potentially quite a while before the thing that like it, you never yeah. know what's going to be the thing that makes you a big deal um, yeah
1: well like I mean I feel like they always say with people who are deemed overnight successes when you actually, like, dig into their trajectory, that yeah, overnight is really, like, 10 years. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's true. It's like they've been toiling away in anonymity, yes. basically. Yeah. And it just is like, oh, finally you got on that show. Now people know us. Yeah, or yeah, Or, like, yeah. whatever. And then here you are. Um, yes. So his first credit is in 2007, um, mm-hmm. which... I think The Good Place comes out in 2016. So it really is like almost 10 years yeah. of doing stuff. Um, you know, I bet
1: you he worked with like, I mean, you know, Michael Schur and that whole group, like it, that, all that, yeah. like, I'm, I bet you he probably was, you know, I don't know if he did improv or he did like worked at like Second yeah. City or any of those types of things that I feel like a lot I of those people were see- plugged into.
0: Yeah. I didn't see him. I didn't see that about him, but you know, like, yeah, I think just in general, um, oftentimes it does seem like most people, like you said, are the type of person where it's like, and this makes me feel better about the world and the universe. Um, (laughs) it's like, you can't just come out of the box and be like, and now I'm like the hottest shit in town. It's like,
1: yeah, I mean, those yeah, people probably like, do exist. I mean, there are obviously yeah, the we've, people. Yeah, we've talked that,
0: about people like that, but I know, most and I hate every time, single one of them. Most of the time, it's like, I like, you know, you probably have a certain amount of talent to even start yeah. doing it in the first place, but yeah, um, you work at it, you try things, you, you know, you make you, your
1: connections for 10 years, yeah. and then finally something, something hits works. that's right for yeah. you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. um, And in, for him, and he is, I would say, having he's. I would say he hasn't quite had his moment yet. I think he's working up to it. Like he's had. Well, these he's good also roles. in that.
1: There's a show right now that I can't remember what it's called that I feel like he's the star of, and it's on. I forget which streaming platform, so it's not a great example, but it is <laughs> <laughs> like it's a thing, and he's like the star of it.
0: Let's see. I've got the IMDb page up. Let- fine yeah it's something
1: um something about New York even I think um
0: love life is it love life yeah
1: yeah I think that's right
0: yeah um I've not seen that one me neither but I've seen his picture (laughs) I mean so yeah because uh so yeah I think like I said I think he's resting right on the edge of having like kind of a big blow up yeah. Um and, and then he looks very different in real
1: life than he does on not very different, I shouldn't say, but like at the good place he's supposed to be a nerd and everything. Right. right. Um yeah. but in real life he's like much more like smoldering, I would say.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Um and then part of this go up is that this like this voice acting thing seems to be new for him. Mm-hmm. Um and so that may then as well add to Because that's the whole thing is like, I think when you're really, the way you know someone's not simply a movie star or a celebrity is like when they're literally like just always around. Like, oh, they're in that thing and they're in that thing. Yeah. And they're on that and they're like constantly, they've got like eight projects going and it's like,
1: yeah. One ends and the next one goes. I'm looking at his uh, career thing on Wikipedia and it absolutely seems to be that he started in New York doing theater and a bunch of theater stuff and like the smaller thing. Sure.
0: Makes sense. Yeah. Um, so we've now done all this, but intriguingly, most of the voices in this episode are done by children. Um, I was curious about
1: that. If they like, <laughs> w- I will talk about like why, but I was curious if th- they all were their voices throughout.
0: Yeah. Um. They're done by children. And I just felt like it's not really like I looked at, who the kids were and stuff. And I was like, well, no one has ever heard of these kids. <laughs> so we don't need to talk about them. Yeah. But uh, hopefully they do well and they will continue to thrive whatever <laughs> they're doing. Um, so the episode opens much as it does. And like, I appreciate what you said about how like the structure of this episode is a very tried and true um, sci-fi structure
1: mm-hmm. through
0: episodes, which is that we start... In the middle. Mm-hmm. Um And what is that called in theater terms, Amy?
1: Medius Rex, I believe.
0: Yeah, very good. I think it might be res, like R-E-S. res. But anyway, oh,
1: yeah. okay. Medius race, yes. I th- race. Res, res, however you pronounce it. Yes, you're right.
0: Okay. I figured since you have the musical theater degree, you would at least <laughs> be like on top well, of these terms.
1: Mm, well, okay. <laughs> Clearly I'm a bit rusty. <laughs>
0: um... Sorry for, like, blindside yeah, on that. Yeah, for real. But by pop the way, quiz, I didn't. Yeah, by quiz. the way, I hadn't had
1: that looked up. That was off the top of my noggin. So I'm actually happy with even saying it 75% wrong.
0: <laughs> Good. No, it was only one letter wrong.
1: Okay, fine. So
0: come on. <laughs> um, So we start in the middle. And yeah. what we see is loaf. Calling Stella to be like, Why hasn't the Pluto come back to the embark yet? And mm-hmm. Stella seems distracted, <laughs> needless to say. Loaf at one point says, Is that peanut butter on your eyebrows? <laughs> <laughs> and she says, Yes, it is. Um, and what we learn is that she need, she's got to come back for a performance review. Yeah. Uh, because she's going up to be reviewed to be a potential captain. Mm-hmm. One of these smaller crews. But she can't get back because why? Because the crew has
1: turned into puppies.
0: Correct. And this is also another tried and true sci-fi trope. <laughs> which is there's been some kind of accident, mishap, or something. And now we're kids.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and now we're trying um, to fly a freaking jet and we're kids. Yes.
0: um, And... One of the better iterations of that particular thing is there's a Star Trek Next Generation episode where people get turned into kids. That's Um, fun. And this one and that one seem to operate not... This is not always true. But um, for this one, basically, it's like we are physically turned into puppies slash children. um, But we still remember everything. Yeah, except for the our life and like how to right. do things. So.
1: What you say, but in this one they didn't really seem to don't know, know that very
0: well, much. Well, they know how to use guns, and Nomi knows how to fly the plane. Well, or sort of, ship.
1: but like in a kid way.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, they have the they have also the that's the thing is like I still have a memory of how to do this, but now I'm a kid, so I have like no impulse control whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> Not a great combo, but yeah. <laughs> Um, and then we get to the credits. I know I always say I love credits, but I particularly enjoyed this one. <laughs> um, because what you didn't know, because you've not seen other episodes, is that they have a regular version of the credits that's like dogs in space. Mm-hmm. And they're grown-ups. But in this one, it's puppies in space. And I, like, figure, I figured
1: that that was probably what was going on, even having not seen it. And that was cute.
0: It was super cute. And it's like, you know that weird, like... I don't think, I don't know if we ever had one of these, but I know I've played with one, like the tiny kid piano that makes that funny, like, clink blink sound. Mm, mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah, kind of. There
0: was, there was, like, that happening in the background, <laughs> and it's like, puppies in space. <laughs> and I was getting a real Muppet Babies vibe yes, from the whole yes. thing, mm-hmm. which I very much enjoyed. I um, love
1: Muppet Babies, so yeah.
0: Yeah, and so then... We come back, and now again, this is the usual thing we get. 24 hours, parentheses, 168 dog hours earlier. <laughs> um, the crew of the Pluto has arrived at a planet. And like we said, the whole point here is that they go to all these different planets in the hopes of finding a planet that is acceptable to humans to mm. move to. But And Garbage, the captain, pretty much <laughs> thinks every planet is great. Right. Um. And he's ex- he's really excite- excited about this particular planet, but the rest of the crew is, um, pretty sure it won't work. Because why?
1: I didn't get this. I'll be honest, because they're like they looked at the water and they're like, "Well, this is not going to work." And you wrote here that the water <laughs> is bugs, and I did not yeah. get that. I was like, "What is going on with that water?" It looked weird, but I couldn't figure out what that was supposed it's, to be.
0: It's like it's water, but like bugs are made out of water, basically. <laughs> so to drink water like humans need to, we would need to guzzle down what would feel like a bunch of bugs. Ugh. Oh my god. <laughs> so based on your reaction, they're like this is not, not right. acceptable for humans. Yeah. Humans will not do this. Um, yeah. And Kira, who um, I didn't mention here, Kira is like kind of the toughest one in the group and she's like, humans can't just drink a couple of bugs, these people are terrible. <laughs> like um, so they're, so they're, so over the whole season, they get kind of increasingly upset that they're having all this trouble finding appropriate planets. hmm Um, so garbage is kind of like, well, you know, this is kind of a little bit of a letdown. Maybe what we need to do is have a day of shore leave because we've been working really hard and this is kind of a bummer. And so mm-hmm. that I agree with, you know, like, um, the pandemic has taught us that sometimes disappointment. You need a break. You need a break from that. <laughs> yeah. Um... So, but Stella's a little bit nervous, because she's like, well, I have this performance review tomorrow, Um, so I, I'm not feeling great about this staying here thing. And he's like, that's totally fine, Stella. You stay on the ship, and, like, prepare for your evaluation. We'll go kind of hang out, and we'll get ready, and tomorrow we'll go off, and we'll be back in total time for your thing. Famous mm-hmm. last words, of course. Yeah. Um We then get a nice little montage of Stella studying and training um, to be ready. I think one of the things I enjoyed most is she was, like, practicing shaking hands.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was wondering that, too, about their hands. But, yeah.
0: What do you mean about their hands?
1: Like, why do they have hands, They're dogs? Because they've
0: been genetically altered.
1: uh, Okay.
0: So that's why they're also standing upright.
1: Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But I just thought their hands, like, pointing out... They all were wearing gloves a bunch on their hands, so...
0: I don't know. Um. So she goes through a whole thing, and then the next day rolls around, her alarm goes off, and she starts looking around the ship, and the ship seems weirdly vacant. Mm-hmm. Um, no one's there, and then... I forget if she, like, hears a sound or what, but she ends up going into the laundry room and um, she discovers that all of the crew has become puppies. And I think, aren't they, like, all asleep in a laundry basket? Yes, they're all, like,
1: (laughs) under a blanket in a laundry basket. I'm like, how did you all get there? What's happening? Is that just because that's what puppies would do?
0: I think so. I've never had a puppy, but I, I was like, I think this is a joke about puppies. I guess so. they do. I guess
1: I've never really had like a puppy in my adult life either, so I'm not sure, but um. I think
0: also too, like the laundry room this is just my surmising. I think mm-hmm. the laundry room is appealing because it's warm in there, yeah, you know, mhm, um, and so yeah, they had all found their way in there, and they were all sleeping very cutely <laughs> in a basket of laundry. Yeah. I also was like, so you're telling me in this like future in a ship there's just a Plain old washer dryer Yeah, that's <laughs>
1: bullshit. Like, that
0: that's is some very bullshit.
1: Um, if in the future we have technology where we can... Listen, 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 everyone. If we have technology where we can genetically alter dogs and send them into space to find a new planet for us... I don't we don't gotta figure be out a new and way. <laughs> I'm not folding shit. If that, no. if we've got technology that can teach us that other stuff, like I am not folding fucking shit. We better no. figure out another way to do laundry.
0: Yeah. Um, in other, I've actually, I know this for a fact, in like the Star Trek universe of the more recent like shows that they've made. They absolutely... Or even TNG has this. They have something called, like, a clothing processor or something.
1: Or you just, like, shove it in and it comes out yeah. perfectly clean. Yeah, yeah. That's what I need.
0: Yeah. And, like, you put it in and it probably does even fold it.
1: Yeah, that's what um, I need.
0: So, anyway, <laughs> this is crap.
1: Um, yeah. Absolute garbage.
0: But they wake up. Stella is like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> Why are you babies? Um, And they tell her in bit like the group as a whole tells little parts of the story and they basically say that they on their day of exploration they go to a market on this mm-hmm. alien planet and at the market uh what happens
1: at the market they ate <laughs> the garbage one accidentally eats an alien's baby is that yeah yeah. And that... Yeah. It, I, I, that turned... Them, so I guess like, maybe I didn't follow all of this, but it says that the market <laughs> people get mad at them and start to chase them, and then they run away and find an alien right. that offers to help... Oh, right. I do remember this now. Um, There's an alien that offers to help them by turning them into puppies so they won't be caught by the angry mob.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. So, like, garbage sees... A thing that, to me, when I was watching it, looked like a block broccoli floret. (laughs) Um, It looked not
1: good to me. It looked like a slimy block broccoli
0: floret. Yeah, and and he's being served by a very large version of a block broccoli floret, (laughs) Um, which you would think would tell him some things about what he's about to do.
1: But nonetheless,
0: he puts the little broccoli floret in his mouth, and then that starts moving, and then. (laughs) He spits it out, and he realizes it's and it the Big Broccoli's baby. Um, <laughs> And this also goes to something that's overall kind of the thing in the show, which is garbage. It's unclear how he has managed to become captain because he often makes mistakes. Like
1: he seems not so smart.
0: Yeah. um, He's very loyal, and he's very kind of, like, enthusiastic, but he doesn't often seem to have a lot of the... Um, content knowledge you might want from a captain.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: So yes, they run away, they find an alien, and then they presume that turning into puppies is like the way to do it because then they will look different and then the mob won't find them. Mm-hmm. Um Which seems to work, apparently.
1: I mean, it's not a terrible idea, but it's just the fact that they don't turn back like within like an hour or so or something
0: (laughs) because again these are kids telling the story so they're telling it in a very kid way so like what we don't know is if anyone asks like well we'll turn into puppies but like does that how long does this
1: last 36 hours or something
0: anything at all Yeah. so then we get we catch back up to where the show begins Stella's trying to control everyone while we're in the bridge Mm -hmm. gets her call from Loaf Loaf is Mm -hmm. like, you got to get back here. Um, And she's like, this puppy thing is a problem. And he's like, well, just (laughs) come, come back to the Embark and we can see if the genetic enhancer, which I presume is the same thing that made them the type of dogs that they are,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um, to re-age the crew. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, And so Stella's like, okay, she sets a course back to the Embark, um, but Baby Nomi, who is the pilot <laughs> in normal times, oh, okay. Okay. Uh, she wants to take control of the ship and she wants to like press the turbo button and she's getting quite hooked up over it. Um, and as, so then she actually takes the ship into what appears to be an asteroid field, but is actually space garbage. <laughs> And in the space garbage, like, so when I say space garbage, it's, like, the remains of old spaceships. Yeah. All uh, kind of clustered together. And the reason that there are these spaceships clustered together is because of why?
1: Because there's these space vultures that attack ships and rip them apart and make these other garbage <laughs> ships.
0: Yes. And they hide in the garbage, and then they attack. And so that's where yeah. they are. Um, they kept calling them space vultures. When I first saw it, I was like, space pterodactyl. Um, yeah. They
1: also just, they looked like they were made of garbage themselves. <laughs> like, they didn't look great. No. Um, they look very robotic, more than, like, alien. Yeah, maybe
0: so. Maybe, I, like, yeah, because I didn't, what I didn't, I understood why they would attack ships, but I was like, do they attack ships to eat them? Like, yeah, do they, can they, they were just like
1: ripping it apart, and like yeah, I, mean, I was like,
0: can they eat and process metal? I mean, they're also animals that just exist but in space. Yeah, but didn't they also
1: look like they were made of metal themselves? I thought they did.
0: I, for me, I had they had a real dino quality. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm not really sure why I felt that way, but that's yeah. what I was getting from it. Okay. Um, but I also I will just briefly say one of the things that I like about um quite a lot of, like, the more recent uh, sci-fi content set in space is a lot (laughs) of shows are now uh, having this idea of, like, there are animals that just live in space, just like there are animals that live in the sea, Mm -hmm. Um, which sounds fucking terrifying. terrifying. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. (laughs) Can you imagine? like, how does that animal survive? Okay, here's
1: the thing. That's terrifying because can you imagine – I think space and like the sky in general is kind of scary. And I was telling you last week when I was flying that I saw three separate other planes in the sky and I did not like that. So can you imagine being (laughs) in space and then seeing like uh, animals flying by or something? That would be horrendous. I really wouldn't.
0: I mean, we've talked a lot about this too. First of all, part one of the sentence that's bad is I'm in space. Already yeah, something 100%. has gone horribly wrong. <laughs> already
1: I'm uh, already I'm upset with my circumstances. And
0: then to like be like and then you see this something the size of a whale go by and it can just no. exist in space. I'm like I don't like anything to do. With There's that.
1: so many problems that happen in space. Like I've never seen Here's what I've never seen. <laughs> and grant and granted it would be boring, but still I've never seen a movie or a show or anything that depicts space, even like real life scenarios where it's just like everything goes smooth and it's cool. Yeah. Like that has never happened, I don't think.
0: No, it really hasn't. I also (laughs) do have some like true wonders about how uh, a carbon-based life form could exist in space.
1: No, well, that's why I really do think that these things were looked like they were made out of metal. Maybe
0: so, um, and also, but
1: it, but it's all, but it's you know drawn. So how do we know? We right. don't know.
0: and also, there are other like in on this planet, everything is carbon based that's so alive. That's not necessarily what would be true elsewhere. But like, I anyway. yeah. Anyway, the space vultures attack. Stella is like, okay, puppies, you all gotta just um, (laughs) kind of sit tight. And she, like, kind of straps them in. And then she goes out onto the exterior of the ship. And she first tries some of her captain negotiating skills with the space Mm -hmm. vultures, which does not go well. That, yeah. So then she, like, fights them. But that also doesn't really super... Like, work.
1: Um, <laughs> well, she's one little tiny
0: dog. Right. And, and there are they're quite like a lot these... of these space vultures. Yeah. Um, so then she goes back into the bridge, and she realizes, she, even though the rest of the crew is puppies, or are puppies, um, mm-hmm. she needs their help. And this is probably my favorite line in the whole episode. Um, she's kind of going around telling each member of the crew to do their jobs. Um, Kind of like as games, because they're kids. Mm-hmm. And she tells this one character, Ed, who is voiced by Chris Parnell in Normal Life, and he's always constantly mm-hmm. stealing stuff in other episodes. Um, oh, okay. She's like, I need you to hide and then, like, attack the space vultures if they come in. And he says, I'm the sneakiest boy. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, I love this so much. <laughs> <sighs> Oh my gosh. Mm. So then one of the space vultures kind of bashes into the bridge and little baby Kira, who's the tough one, shoots it. So they still know how to use guns and stuff. And then baby Nomi flies the ship away. So they they escape the space vultures. And they return to the embark, where at this point... um, So Loaf and Stella turn the rest of the crew back into adults um yep. pretty easily it seems um it seemed very easy <laughs> and then but then unfortunately stella has missed her performance review and duchess mm-hmm. um who's both physically a big dog but also metaphorically a big dog because there's duchess and two other in other episodes you see that duchess is part of kind of like a council that controls mm-hmm. everyone and yeah. she's like well We'll do your review now. Uh, to which Stella is not super jazzed about. Um, because she's pretty sure she's in trouble. And so she explains, like, what happened um, over the past... How many dog hours is it? 168? Um, yeah. She explains what happens. And happily, Duchess is actually impressed because she's like, you did everything for your crew. Um this you know you took on the responsibility of trying to help them so that's a really good sign for somebody who's trying to be a captain in the future um, and so then she arrives there's this diner as well where the crew likes to hang out um, and so she comes back and everyone else is cheering for her because they, they're they like we knew the review would go well um, and that is basically all she wrote with this show <laughs>
1: um I gotta love the short and sweet yeah
0: 22 <laughs> minutes like I think we actually talked for longer than 22 minutes
1: <laughs> we did
0: uh then the show ran itself um so now I feel like you said at the top you had like questions or were confused about something did you cover that or did I no. mis- remember what? You said?
1: yeah no no I, th- I know I think for once maybe I wasn't confused That's I great. think I was good <laughs>
0: excellent uh so let's move on to yawns and eye rolls. Uh one yawn is that you found this particularly engaging. Um and ten yawns is like I found this especially boring. What would you <laughs> give it?
1: Um, I guess I would say two, because I don't know that I would say like especially engaging, but it's twenty two minutes. It's about dogs. It's you know i'm good i i was engaged i don't know about like especially so but um yeah i would say two yeah
0: and i think i'll just go full one here um <laughs> partly just born of the 22 minutes part. yeah yeah what what can't i at least sit and watch for 22 i minutes? was
1: especially excited that it was 22 minutes well <laughs> like... yeah
0: that i definitely see you um <laughs> and then in terms of eye rolls one eye roll being like um i don't know it's it's a cartoon <laughs> like, what do you expect <laughs> um and 10 eye rolls just being like really didn't this didn't do it for me at all like really <laughs> not a fan what um yeah i mean
1: the logical part of me would be like dogs in space what but then it's like yeah it's a cartoon so I might say one it's a freaking cartoon I was on board (laughs) yeah
0: I give it a one as well I mean or maybe a two just because like yeah maybe it's a bit derivative um in certain ways but I still enjoy it uh and it's kind of funny to me that we've not had for all the content that exists in the world. I don't think there's anything else called dogs in space yet. So <laughs> that's kind of funny that that very basic premise has somehow not yet been explored. Um so here we are. Now they're exploring it. Um so then did you like this and would you recommend it?
1: Um yeah, I did like it. It was again 22 minutes. There's nothing wrong with it. It's dogs Um, Would I recommend it? Um, I guess I would to like people who like this type of thing. I know there again, maybe I said this when we did Archer too, like there are some people who are just like not into cartoons, but I, you know, I'd say to someone like, do you like Archer? Do you like Rick and Morty? Like give it a shot. Sort of. Well,
0: and I would even say Archer and Rick and Morty might not be the best kind of like starting point because those are kind of edgy, Um, and more like a, much more like adult oriented. This is like something I'm like, even a 10 year old could watch this and it would be fine. And I think it's probably even sort of meant more for kids in a sense. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, like I always also liked this and would recommend it. Um, it's weird for me to think of somebody not liking animated things since I like that so much. But I I can appreciate <laughs> that it's not for everyone, um, and I would recommend it not just because sometimes you want a 22 minute show. Um, yeah, but I'm like, it's really cute. It's very light. No, it's cute. You know, you're not gonna, yeah. You're gonna breeze through these and be like, that was pleasant, you know. And there, and I feel yeah. like there is so little out there right now that I would describe like that. So I'm like... As
1: pleasant? Yeah, that's just, true. Just, like,
0: innocuous, nice. Like, I watched it and it was nice and it's fine. You know, like... uh yeah. It's not, like, a gritty re-depiction of, you know, like... Yeah. Some t- I Like, even though Golden Age of Television is great in many ways, <laughs> sometimes it's like, does everything have to be a fucking bummer? Like, can yeah. some...
1: No, totally. Can it
0: just be... I don't know, like the visual. I'm
1: telling you, that's what I'm saying. Like a a space movie where nothing bad happens and they just like fly around in space. Yeah,
0: I'm like, I want the visual equivalent of just some peanut butter or something. It's like, this is nice. (laughs) This is nice. Yeah. Like that's all. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so this is that. So um, definitely give it a watch. There are, I think, a total of 10 episodes. They do all mm. fit together. Um, so okay. you would want to watch it from beginning to end for those of you who are interested mm-hmm. in this. Um, and it, and I think that that overarching season arc as like the later episodes get a bit more interesting uh, because of okay. that. So that's mm. my recommendation. Um, yeah. Any final thoughts?
1: No, I just, uh, you know... Um, I don't think I'm ready for like genetically enhanced dogs in space, but I hope that the next generation is because it seems like (laughs) it might happen.
0: Perhaps. (laughs) Um, well, (laughs) excellent. So thank you, Amy. (laughs) I am Sarah and we will see you next week in space. Woof, woof. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of See You Next Week in Space. This is a production by Amy and Sarah Walsh with artwork provided by Riley Brown. If you'd like to learn more about our show, please check us out at seeyounextweekinspace.com or follow us on Instagram at seeyounextweekinspace. Until the next one.